it reflects on the Greeks, myself included, 100% Greek, born to foreign-born parents with a foreign-sounding name, well, it is a foreign name, and a lot of people still, to this day, can't pronounce my name. I'm trying to figure out why. It's not that difficult. Have you ever taken a mythology course? I recommend all of you to watch, and if you want to learn more about the Greeks and what they've contributed in terms of medicine and history and arts and everything in between, because everything is derived from Greek, Greeks and Romans, but Greeks more in particular. Watch the movie Clash of the Titans, and it doesn't matter if you were born in that decade or before that or whatever. It's a good history lesson to watch a movie telling you the story about each Greek and goddess and how they came to be. I think it's a very good history lesson. Instead of having to learn it from some stuffy professor or teacher, actually watch a movie. Movies and documentaries about just Greece itself, the gods, the goddesses, all that mythological stuff fascinates me. And of course, everyone always says, oh, Aphrodite, that's a beautiful name for a beautiful woman. How did you get to be so lucky? Well, my grandmother, I was honored and blessed to have her have her name. She was the first Aphrodite born in the 1900s. And then most of my cousins have it. But again, they don't own up to the full name with the exception of one. And I went through life with the spelling of my name incorrect. Because again, the whole story behind that was my mother and father, after they've had me, my father really didn't know how to spell the name. He just sounded it out the way he thought it would be spelled. And instead of having it the way I have it now, which is A-P-H-R-O-D-I-T-E, it's spelled A-F-R-O-D-I-T-I. Now, my colleague said, well, that's good. The Greek version of the name, if anybody cares to know what the Greek version of the name is, Aphrodite, A-F-R-O-D-I-T-I. If I wanted to, I could keep that spelling. The problem, though, I would have to change all of my documents. Now, the only thing that has to be changed is all the other paperwork, and I would have to go out and get a new Social Security card. Do I really want to do that? Now, I can go to court and just have a couple of letters switched around, because that's all it is, is three letters. But again, it's a hassle to do that. But then you think to yourself, if you ever want to have a passport, or if you ever want to get married, you have to have the names match. And all this stuff with the real ID, that's another thing. If it doesn't match on the social security card, and if it's different on your driver's license or birth certificate, they're gonna question it. They always question it, but you know what I found out with my name? Regardless of the spelling, I still don't get accepted. I get looked at funny when I tell them my name. They actually think and bore believe that that's not my name until I have to show them proof. Why is that so difficult? Why? You know, I'm proud of where I came from. I'm proud of coming into this world and my mother giving me her mother's name. Because she could just as easily have given me a normal name. Both of my sisters have normal names. My father has a normal name, although the Greek version of his name is Yanni. His name is John. His name was John. Yanni. My mother was named after a saint, but everybody couldn't pronounce her name, and the neighbors here just kind of cut off her name. And I used to think, I don't know if I really like that. I don't like when people cut off other people's names. That doesn't show any type of class at all. It's kind of harsh to do that. When I went through high school, that's what they did. And a lot of the teachers had a hard time when it came to name calling, 
a roll call when they would call your name to see if you were here or not. They had a hard time with mine. Mom, I asked my mother and they're like, there's a lot of stupid people in this part of the world. Because I'm sure if you go back to Greece, they know the name. I'm sure you're going to run into many people with that name. Aphrodite and, 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 you know. I've actually went to school with someone named Venus. But of course, she was Spanish. Venus. There's a Venus and an Aphrodite in the same school, right? Demetrius. Hercules. I mean, there were so many names. The goddess names. Athena. There's so many people with those names. There's nothing unusual or bizarre about that. If we can form a club and we have all these unique names, that would be great. Your name tells you who you are and what your story is. If you think about it, your name tells the story of who you are. Your name has meaning. Your name has something that people can talk about. You know, let's sit around the coffee, the coffee, uh, table or, or whatever you want to call it, the water cooler and just talk about your name you know when I was first introduced in the job and people introduced me a lot of people say that's such a beautiful name thank you I was happy with that name I was I had uh, was it enough skill enough to do what I needed to do and I really believe that in time you learn to appreciate your name People come to appreciate. Let's put it this way. When you have a unique name, you stand out, but I still get hounded. People will not accept or don't want to accept the fact that I have a name like that. Then I've come across people that have said to me, you don't look like an Aphrodite. I was like, okay, then what do I look like then? I tried to put an Americanized name on me and it didn't go. It didn't go. So I am proud to have a name like Aphrodite, but a lot of people used to make fun of me growing up. That's why I wanted to change it. I didn't like my middle name, and I'm not going to reveal to you what my middle name is, but let's just say I didn't like it, okay? But you think to yourself, you stand out from the rest. Your name has a story to tell. You have a story to tell. My LinkedIn contacts, you have a beautiful name. One day, you'll be recognized and people will say, do you know who Aphrodite is? Do you know of anybody with a name like Aphrodite? And he goes, yes, I do. I work with her. Or I went to school with her. I grew up with her. People know me from somewhere, right? But again, and, and my late mother had said this, and I used to come home crying. I said, people just don't know how to pronounce my name. And they've actually attacked me because of it. And it's kind of hard to just, and let me put it to you this way. It's really, really hard because some people I think, and I think she said, some people are envious of you because you have such a beautiful name. You stand out from everybody. Be proud of that fact. Be proud. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Because see, me and my mother were the only ones in the family Whenever we get mail and it was the first initial, well, whose is it? Is it yours or mine? The first initial, A. People with A names are unique. I read this somewhere. Because I used to wear, I used to have a charm with the letter A. So I still have a bracelet with the letter A. Anything with the A on it, because it stands out. You're the first letter in the alphabet. If you go alphabetically, it's the first letter in the alphabet, right? And you say to yourself, I have such a beautiful name. And it suits you. 
You know, sometimes people will say, oh, you look like an Aphrodite, or you look like this, or you look like that. Now, my cat's name, his name is Sebastian, but again, he looks like it. I named him based off of the coloring of his skin, his fur. He's an orange and white cat. That's why I named him that. I was attracted to the S name, you know, Sebastian. Now, I could have also adopted his little brother. They were identical having identical twin cats how do you tell them apart well one did not have the sixth toe one did so it would have been very easy you know and the fact that i've had him for such a long time he's my baby and by the way he's well behaved now he's resting comfortably sleeping for once and i'm hoping he'll let me sleep i sometimes wake up cranky but you know being a pet parent is wonderful too you know everybody has unique names Another example, the first cat that I had, when we actually convinced my mother to adopt a shelter animal, was a beautiful black and white cat. She goes, he's gonna be Greek now, because now we named him Apollo. Apollo is the god of war. Apollo is the god of war. See now, connotation-wise, you think, okay, Aphrodite, then my mother's name was Androniki. She was named after a saint, but everybody called her Nikki for short because they couldn't pronounce the name. But I said, they're not trying, you know. And then I had a, the, my first cat was Apollo. And everybody liked that. And then my father, too. My father, his name is John in the English sense, but in the Greek version is Yanni, like the singer. That's why I attribute Yanni to all of the things that happened in my life and all of the things that I'm facing I take myself back to a different time, a simpler time, a time when there was no crisis, a time when we could just reflect and think back to all the things that we did in our lifetime or are going to, are going to do. You know, mine again would be for a made-for-TV movie. Would I narrate my own story? Yes, I would. Would you see me on the big screen? Maybe. I'm a little shy in front of the camera. But I'm not shy enough to tell all of you as I'm doing a podcast and talk about anything that will help someone out there who's alone, who's going through a crisis, who lost someone, or who just wants someone to talk to. If you listen to my voice, you could understand. Remember, my friend had said to me on LinkedIn, because I think of him as a younger brother, he said to me, you have such a huge presence on your podcast. You are attracting a lot of people. A lot of people want to listen to you. How do you prepare when you do these podcasts? I have a mental script in my head. Or you know what it is? I could have a conversation with someone and out of that, wake up one morning and go, oh my God, now I can talk about this. I've actually had done it. I have a conversation with someone prior day we just randomly pick a subject and then just talk about it. You can talk about anything that will not offend anybody, but if it does offend someone, so be it. You can't take a taboo topic and sweep it under the rug. You have to face it head on, right? But we're gonna talk about in the next episode, probably not until tomorrow, because it's pretty late, but I do want people to be aware of all the things that are going on in this world. And if you say to yourself, oh, we are still dealing with poverty, homelessness, racism. We're dealing with everything. War, possible recession, but I just don't see it happening. 
You have to have a positive outlook when you're dealing with negativity. When the type of crisis that you have, you have to be positive. Think of all the people out there, like right now, with this whole big lottery madness. One in a billion chance that you're going to win a big jackpot. But when you do, and you're part of a group, you'll share in that, in the winnings. You'll share, and that's a wonderful feeling. You don't want to be left out. And one thing I want to ask all of you, try to be understanding of the person that's in your life. When they're going through a crisis, they're going through a stressful time, they're going through a hard time, I want all of you to just, at that moment, try to understand and be a little more compassionate. Have the knowledge and the wisdom to say, hey, look, I know that you're going through a rough time. I'm here for you if you need me. Just to talk, to listen, to vent, whatever it is that you're going through. You're not alone. You know, me, on my weekends, you know what I do? I do the podcasts because that's kind of like a part-time income for me. Will I like to do that full-time? Maybe down the line. You see, right now, I'm just doing it because I don't go out anywhere on the weekends, and for good reason. Number one, it's too expensive to go out anywhere. Gas prices are still high. They're slowly coming down, but it's going to take, a t- it's going to take time, right? Number two, it's too hot to do anything when it's that hot outside. Summer, you don't want to be going out there and just, you know, doing all of this stuff. So you figure, well, when the weather cools down, it'll be different, right? Do I get lonely? Of course. Sometimes I hear my voice and it just kind of makes me feel a little bit better. You know, I feel like not only talking to all of you, but I'm kind of guiding myself, talking to myself, giving myself advice where it's needed. I think nowadays people need that in their life. People need that in their life. They need someone that can relate to them on a variety of different things. You're not alone when you're going through a crisis. Let's focus on your name though. Your name has significance, whether you were named uh, after a historical figure or in my case, the goddess. But I was named after my grandmother because I'm proud to have her name. Again, she was the first Aphrodite born in the 1900s. So that, that's, that's a beautiful feeling to be named after someone that you loved. And then you have to think about other people. You know, you grow up sometimes and you have a unique name, but you still don't get that recognition that you're looking for. You're still kind of the outcast, the person that's pushed to the side. I can, I can remember times when I was in school, I got pushed off to the side. You know, when it came to, like, say, gym class, I was the last one to be picked. I wasn't, quote, popular. I didn't want to be popular. I didn't want to be like everybody else. When you're different and you're unique, you do stand out more. And people do respect you because of it. If you say to me, what are you talking about? Well, when you're young and you start out and you have a name like that, you introduce yourself to whoever at school, whether it's teachers, you want to make friends. Yeah, you're going to get looked at differently. You're going to get teased at, bullied, whatever you want to call it. But when you get to be a certain age and you get older, well, guess what? Things change. Now people say, do you know who this beautiful woman is? Have you met someone with a name like Aphrodite? Can you tell me about her? What is she like? Is she funny? Does she have a story to tell? Can you learn from her? Can you be inspired by her? Is she easy to look at? Is she easy on the eyes? Is she easy to understand? And you say to yourself, yes, she is. I've learned so much from her just by listening to her podcast. She's eloquent when she speaks. She knows how to narrate. 
You know, sometimes I look at the titles that I put out there for people, and some of them have something to do with the topic. Others, people get fooled by it, right? At that moment, I'm thinking, what do I want to use as a title that will draw people's attention? In your lifetime, if you ever get interviewed, if you ever get interviewed in your lifetime, people will ask you the one question that's always on everybody's mind. Tell me something about you. Something the whole world doesn't know that you want to reveal. And I can tell you many things about me, but you already know most of my story. There was a time in my life when I actually, I have a hard time talking about it. My mother and me, again, we were two women, did not have a male presence. And after my father passed away, I had to take on the role of being what he had left behind his legacy. It was difficult and it was hard for me more so because when you don't have a male figure a male presence in your life it's really hard to kind of like it's really hard to stay in one place we're always constantly searching and looking and I always they always say to myself after my father passed I was looking for him, per se, because I really didn't believe he was gone. And I felt bad for my mother. She had to take on the role of both mother and father. That's hard to do. She was still mourning. Part of me felt like she wasn't going to get over his death. I was worried about her. I watched her like a hawk. I said, what are you going to do now? You lost the love of your life because they were able to form a partnership together, not just as a team, as husband and wife and father and mother. They were more than that. And I look at myself and I think, that's the type of love that I can get myself into. To be with someone who you can go through life with. Will you guys be judged? Yes, of course. Will you stand out from everybody? That's the idea. We want to be original but unique. We want to be strong and different. We want that. But again, you shouldn't care what other people think about you. If you have a unique name, again, you will stand out. My mother always had told me this from even before. Before she passed, before she was sick. She said to me, I see great things happening for you. I said, Mom, how do you know this? Let's just say it's a mother's intuition. My mother was right about so many things. I used to argue with her. I'm like, how do you know all of this stuff? Because again, lack of education. She was a smart woman. She went through her hardships. She went through her crises. She went through so much in her lifetime. And I look at her as for inspiration. I said, Mom, if you can do this, so can I. It's just a matter of getting my feet wet. It's just a matter of going out there and making myself appease to everybody. So you don't have to try. All you have to do is be. Go out there and be who you want to be. Who cares what other people think? If you still care about what other people think, you're never going to go out there and accomplish what you want to be, what you want to do in life. You're always going to seek approval of strangers. You don't need validation from anybody to go on with your life, to continue to be great at whatever it is that you do because everybody has a hidden talent. You know, when I was younger, 
I found out a lot of things about myself that I didn't know because people had to tell me this. And I found out a lot of things about my family that I didn't know about. I wanted to ask her, what was it like, you know? What was it like growing up in another part of the world? What's it like going to school for the first time and having a hard time interacting with my mother? My mother, when she was young woman, she didn't have an education. I asked her, what was it like taking care of your siblings, being the second mother? She told me stories. Boy, did she tell me stories of how she had to discipline and teach and, 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 and you know, take care of them when they were sick. I was like, that must have been hard on you. You know, because her own life was stripped. She didn't have a chance to go out and enjoy life and have a good time and be with her friends until my father came into the picture. See, their lives paralleled with one another. They both saw eye to eye. They both grew up in that type of world. And you ask yourself, how did they get through it? They had each other to get through it. Not at that time when they were young, but even after. After everything was all said and done, my father looked at my mother in the most different light. He saw beauty in her. He saw her resilience. He saw that she never once complained. She never once complained. If we stop complaining about all the things that are bothering us and just let it ride, let it be. Live in the moment. If you have, say if you know someone, you have a petty argument with them, something so silly, let it go. Let that person be right. Let them say, okay, you're right, I'm wrong. Don't continue to fight and stop bringing up the past because when you bring up the past, you can't go ahead with the present and the future. The past, and I've heard about this from people, the past won't let me become happy. The past won't let me be. I am a prisoner. It's like I have chains around me. I am chained to my past. Well, break free. Break free from the past. Think about the future, the present, the now, the future with that person in your life. Because if you're always holding on to the past, what are you holding on to? Broken dreams? broken promises, hurt, pain. That's what the past is, hurtful and painful. You know, when I look at my life, you know what I see? I see something that I really, really, I see myself forging ahead, helping people out, talking to them, letting them understand you're not alone in this world. Everyone seems to think that the only way out is the easy way out. In other words, to take yourself out. But again, if you do that, you're missing out on all the things you could possibly do, all the, all the things you could possibly create. You can inspire, you can teach, you can mentor, you can do whatever it is you wanna do. You don't have to get validation from anybody, that's number one. And number two, you need to be focused, you need to stay positive, you need to be strong, but you also need to be different, to stand out from everybody. When you have a unique name, be proud of that. So what if you got teased at? So what if people look at you differently? So what if people did this and did that? I still, to this day, when I even tell them my name, they look at me funny. They're like, really? That's your name? Yes, that's my name. I'm not going to validate and, and have to prove to you or to anybody that that's my name. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it anymore. I keep getting asked this question, how many times in, in, in when I was on social media, I don't, I'm not on social media much, or even having a conversation with someone. They're like, that's really your name. 
One more time you ask me, I won't answer. What do you think? If you call me about, if you call me something other than my own name, I won't even respond to you. I just think it's shameful for people to be ashamed of the name that they were given at birth and not accept it. You know, you don't have many celebrities change their names because their names don't fit. Why? What is wrong with keeping your name? Now, for me, I could just take off my last name and just be Aphrodite. But then that wouldn't be, you know, they're going to think, well, what is your last name? I'm just known as Aphrodite. I actually found a book a book called Aphrodite's Temple. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now. You can't use that name. Have you ever thought to yourself, maybe there's someone with that name in real life? I've heard it in a movie. I've heard it in, you know, again, recommend all of you watching Clash of the Titans because you can learn more about Greek history. The Greeks gave us everything, music, history, literature. If you think about it, though, the movie itself, and I thought it was filmed in and around Greece. It was actually filmed in Phoenicia. And I actually read up on this now. Cleopatra wasn't even Egyptian. She was Greek. She was Greek. She lived in the land of Phoenicia. So when they did the movie, Clash of the Titans, it was filmed in and around Egypt. Egypt and in those areas. They made it look like it was Greece because they had the Acropolis, the Parthenon. They had all those stone columns and it had that look and feel to Greece, but it wasn't. I was like, wow. So the Phoenicians and the Greeks go a long way together. Alexander the Great, all those other famous people that you know of, that you heard of, that you read about. They gave us music, they gave us medicine. So many words are derived from the Greek. They have the Greeks to thank, you know. But we also are the type of people that are warm and welcoming. We still have, if we have our enemies, but I think more so old school, my mother and father, the evil eye. I'm going to talk about superstitions in the next episode. I want people to know, because I've actually done my research, people still believe in these far-fetched superstitions. Why? Why do you believe in that? You know, there's certain things that bring you bad luck. There's certain things that, that will heal. There's certain. It's just like everybody has their own beliefs, and every culture has their own beliefs. I just wanted to delve into that. For that's going to be the next episode probably tomorrow because again it's pretty late I'm just doing this one topic because I just wanted everybody to know if you know somebody with a unique name or if you know someone that you you know like again ask yourself this question who is Aphrodite who is she to you do you know her personally would you like to get to know her is she a good person is she a good woman does she give out good advice how do you know her? Do you know her from school? Did you work with her? How do you know her? You have to ask that question because, again, a lot of people want to know this. A lot of people want to know what, what's it like knowing someone with that name. Because, again, at work, people are so shocked by the sound of my name and even my name itself. Like, oh, my God. But my colleague at work loves my name. He just likes the other spelling of it, the Greek version. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. But sometimes I feel like I'm going through life with misspelling. Everybody is unique in that way. You know, your name tells a story. Your name tells you who you are. You've come a long way through struggle. But in the end, you made it up to the top. To victory. Victory. That's all it is, really. So I'm going to let all of you go. Have a blessed Sunday. Stay strong. Stay, stay positive. Be positive. Be proud of your name. Be proud of your heritage and your background. 
Remember, we only have one life to live, right? So let's go out there and be different. It's okay to be unique and different. I would rather be unique and different than be the same. When you're the same, you're like everybody else, but when you're unique and different, you stand out. You will be recognized. You just gotta give it time and you gotta work at it. For all of you out there who have the beautiful names, I relish it. I really like them. Everybody's name always has a story to tell. So you ask yourself, who is Aphrodite to you? Who is she to you? Who is she to you? If you can answer that question, by all means, go ahead. I will take the compliments and the questions and everything else in between. Because it took me a long time to be accepted into this world, and now I am. But still, I still get that the stairs, people look at me funny. I just hold my head up high and be proud, be tall, be, be positive, be brave, be unique and different. So God bless all of you. Have a great weekend and a great week ahead. Just remember, unique and different are a lot better than being the same. Because when you're the same, you're not unique and different. You don't have those characteristics that people are looking at, that people want to emulate, people want to be like. But I always say, be your own version of yourself. Be your original, be true to yourself. Because one day you will stand out and you will make a difference and you will be recognized for all that you've done. So remember that. God bless all of you. Take care.